1: Here's your game. Allen looking, stopping, pumping, throwing incomplete. And there it was, the decision to go win the game because Ron Rivera, Cooley, is not coming to lose the game. He's got to teach his guys how to win the game. And they missed the two-point conversion. Not a play that had much of a chance, unless you think that Kyle Allen could have sprinted past Jabril Peppers into the end zone for the two-point conversion. But we got a lot to get to. Cooley's here. I'm here. It's a Cooley and Kevin Monday. It's a recap of the Giants' loss, 20-19. to uh, The football team is 1-5 and five, um, and headed nowhere. Uh, this season, I don't care what the standings look like. They're the team in the division that people are getting excited about to see on their schedule, um, not the teams that are on Washington's schedule. But there was a lot that I liked and a lot I didn't like, and you've got your uhs. No, your mm's and your Is, and we'll go around the NFL because there's some performances yesterday we have to talk about, including Derrick Henry's and the Tampa Bay defense, which I think might be one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, good morning to you. How are you? What'd I'm you think? great. What'd you think of the two point play? Were you? In I hated. It. I hated it. Yeah.
2: I, I am, do. You want to know what I? Let me tell you what happened. I'm listening. I'm actually behind the game just enough that I can fast forward. So I fast forward through what I think is the PAT. I don't I'm not even considering going for two at that point. Get back up and work. We got an onside kick lined up. Timeout call.
1: Wait a minute, you didn't watch it live. You you watched it after the fact. This is the first time you're telling me this. So I
2: have no way to watch that game live.
1: Well, you could get direct TV.
2: I could get DirecTV, that is the way, but if I watch it on Game Pass, I can start it at 2 o'clock my time, and to be honest with you, I didn't look at one thing. I waited so I could honestly watch the game. Really? I did other things.
1: What did you do? What were the other things that you did?
2: Well, right away, and you're going to hear this throughout the day, we got a new puppy over the weekend.
1: You did tell me you were getting a new puppy, and how is that new terrier?
2: It is... um, his name's Lenny.
1: <laughs> Lenny?
2: What he's kind of good. dog
1: is it? I, 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 you, I think you said it was he's some a German short hair. Okay.
2: So he is about eight weeks old. So he's in the studio with me, whimpering and whining. So we played with the dog, went to breakfast. I'm building lockers in my garage for storage space. So I just occupied myself for three hours. All right. Without technology. Hmm. Interesting. Got my phone back for the first time over the weekend, which is nice. But didn't watch the game. So that said, two-point play situation. I fast-forwarded through the break. I didn't see him line up for a two-point play. And I went, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> Obviously, I can see they didn't get it. But I'm thinking, even at that point, the Hopkins miss a PAT?
1: So I go back. Oh right, you. It's possible that you thought he missed the PAT at that point.
2: Right. Well, I mean, he's probably not anything under thirty five is right in his range. So.
1: <laughs> well, that's thirty seven or thirty eight. So. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe a I little. I mean, anything
2: bit. really, anything in the mid forties to less, right in his range. Right. To forty eight plus, we're we're talking problem.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I hated it. I I don't know how you feel about it, but I'll go into multiple levels. One, if you're really rolling on offense and you're really making plays and you believe they're not going to stop you, you're you're still playing those odds of 50-50 at best of getting that play. I I mean, maybe you got the play of the year, which clearly they didn't have. But they they also, the context, context wasn't there that they were really rolling on offense. They weren't running it. Their first down plays throughout the game were dismal and poor. It just didn't make any sense to me in that moment. Two, I, I, I get this idea that you're afraid to go to overtime with the Giants. To me, you can't just say, I want to win the game, okay? You just can't because you can still win the game. You didn't want to go to the overtime with the Giants i've said this to you multiple times i I thought washington was at least as good if not better if you feel like you're as good or if not better you theoretically you should want more plays a better team is going to end up having more success with more plays not less plays more plays three the game wasn't over at that point anyways there was still 36 seconds left. That's right. The Giants were going to get the ball. You could have made a play on defense. They could have still – you could have got the two-point, had jubilation. They could have still went down and kicked a field goal and won it on the other side. It wasn't a last-second play.
1: No, it wasn't for the win. It was for the lead. I tried it was to ex- for the lead I in tried ball. to explain that this morning on the radio show because – you have you've clearly been disconnected, which is going to be great for this show, and I mean that in all sincerity because I'm going to get to read some of the Rivera quotes to you. Um, one of which is. Um, he believes that the only way to learn to win is to play to win, uh-huh. and that's what Damn, I.
2: You, no, you're right. You cannot win in overtime. That is that's evident. That, yeah, that appar- is,
1: apparently that is not. Apparently it, not. Guess. Apparently, it just means that you're going to be a, 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 be in a tie. Look, I didn't mean to lead with this because. But it was the last play of the last meaningful play of the game. Um, The onside kick, by the way, was just feeble, just a pitiful attempt. But anyway, um, we we might as well start with this because it's what a lot of you were talking about after the game. Let me just—I want to just begin with this: the fact that he went for the two. uh, It was the wrong probability play, in my view, based on context, and and you've described it as well. Um, but you know, I really, it's funny. I'm, I wanted them to win, I guess, but I, I'm just not passionate. I'm like, I'm not dying on, on in this, in, in, on Sundays anymore, watching these games. It's just, you know, they're a bad football team. They're playing a bad football team. They're in a hideous division, whatever, go for it. Who cares? But I want to start with this before I get to a couple of thoughts on it. Sally, who you know I love reading Sally. She's the only one in the post. And I like Barry, and I like Dave, and I like some of the people. Don't get me wrong. Um, But when Sally writes a column, I always love reading it because I think she's really a brilliant writer and a provocative writer, even though I probably agree with her, I don't know, maybe maybe 50 fifty, sixty 60% of the time. But I'm going to read to you the first paragraph because it's perfect, even though I completely disagree with it. He's the one that has to live with the call, not them. The second-guessers can bury their noses in the analytics all they want or make another notation in their thinking man's guide to coaching from a recliner. But the fact is, Ron Rivera's decision to gamble was at least firm, and there was a lot to like in that. Most of the people who will criticize him for it have trouble deciding off a menu. (laughs) That's why they're watching with a cushion under them. I love Sally, the way she writes.
2: And that leads me to my fourth thing, which is why they call him Riverboat Ron. Because he doesn't really know when to gamble and when not to gamble.
1: no, No. He
2: doesn't know when to hit that 16 against the 10 or to stay on that 16 against the 10. He he he's not there's no commitment to his choices in any given moment. At one point he'll go for a fourth and Four. another moment I'm fourth and one he's gonna punt. Yeah It's all gut based. Yeah. He's riverboat Ron. Cause he's random riverboat Ron sitting at the casino and Billy's next to him and Timmy. And they're like, ah, oh, you could you, you could do it. split those tens, Ron split them. <laughs> this, this deck's loaded. It's a positive deck. split them
1: tens. Split those like, tens Ron. You're not supposed to split a winning hand though, right? Come on, Ron. Split them. <laughs> split the tens. And then he goes, ah, okay, we'll split the tens. And then he gets four, ten and then two, ten. And um, then Jimmy looks at Billy and he's like, hey, we could them into a change yeah. of heart <laughs> um look j- just for sally's purposes you know y- y- when when you when you are definitive and firm that kick it one we're the better team right now we're dominating them let's take this overtime and kick their ass that's firm and and just so everybody understands, playing does it playing to win doesn't exclude kicking the PAT as an answer to the question in that spot. Look, I it's it's funny. Again, I don't want to beat it to death because at the in the moment I'm like, yeah, whatever. But I knew it was wrong. I knew that the probability was for winning was better if they kicked and went to overtime. Why? Well, for a couple of the reasons that Cooley's already mentioned, if you go back to late in the third quarter, so an hour earlier, for one hour of this football game, the last hour, Washington ran 31 plays on offense. The Giants ran six. Washington had one bad play. The quarterback made a bad play trying to make a play, fumbled, and they returned it for their only points – of the second half. Washington's defense was fresh. I personally, in the in the moment, context-wise, I thought it was advantage Washington if the game went to overtime. Now, somebody might say, well, I could use your reasoning to say that if the Giants were gassed, then just go for it and end it. Well, no, because I'd rather have many more chances to make plays than then just have it come down to one play if I believe I have the advantage with more plays. I thought it was the wrong decision if the goal was truly to win the game. I don't know if the goal's really to win the game anymore. I don't know what his goals are. I, I I once again was more sort of frustrated by the messaging afterwards. Like, I don't want to hear the only way to learn to win is to play to win. Well, kicking the PAT yesterday was playing to win probability-wise, more likely than not, if you cared about what your best chance to play to win was, it was to kick the PAT. I'm sick of the platitude speak. Look, I, I like Ron, and I'm rooting for Ron, and I know Ron is going through a very difficult time Stop right him. now. He's but coaching. but But come on, man. I mean, you know, it, and here's the other part of a Cooley. This is the best part. Four times in the postgame presser. I have a philosophy. I go for the win on the road. I play for the tie at home. When you're on the road, our attitude is we're going to play to win, especially when there's that little time left, a half minute. Why not take that opportunity? All right. Then a little bit later. Um, I really do believe you play to win when you're on the road as opposed to when you're at home, you take a different approach. Has anybody told him that he's playing in empty stadiums There is no home or road team other than uniform pick and the fact that one team doesn't have to travel and the other does. uh, What is he talking about? Stop. I mean, again, he's not with it. We get it right now. He is not. He's not himself. We've seen it now for a month and a half. You play for the win. First of all, that's a dumb take. Okay, playing for the win on the road and playing for the tie or overtime at home. What does that even mean? Context should mean everything. Do I have the right play? Am I playing well offensively? What's the weather like? We, you know where we, where are we in overtime? If you know, uh, offensively, are we being completely shut down? Do they have the momentum? That should all be a massive factor as much as if you want to use analytics. And math as an answer, but no. Um, the 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 advantage from my standpoint in terms of their, their chances to win the game, they were better if they had kicked the extra point and gone to overtime. That's that's me. I mean, you can choose what you want to choose, but it's more the comments after the game. I mean, dude, kicking the PAT can be the play to win the game. That could be the right answer to win the game. It can be a firm answer, Sally. It can be very firm. We're going for one, damn it. We've been kicking their ass for the last hour. Let's take this into overtime and finish the job. That can be firm. We believe we're better
2: than them. Yeah. So we'll – Dominate them in overtime, and for God's sakes, with 36 seconds left, who know? Who the hell knows? Daniel Jones might throw a pick. Right, you might get an opportunity to win it. Exactly.
1: You you still had some timeouts left too. You could have potentially had you had they gone incomplete on first down, incomplete. You could have used a timeout, gotten the ball back, and won it in regulation. And and by the way, the point just to to emphasize it, when when he's saying we're going for the win. You're going for the lead with 36 sec- seconds left. If there are five seconds left or 10 seconds left in the game, you're going for the win. Okay, understand that too. And yes, it's Cooley. You know what? The time left in the game, in addition to already thinking overtime was better for them, the time left in the game, you know, made it such that the Giants still had a chance to do one of two things: one, get into range for a field goal in a tie game or by, or down one, or Give it back to Washington with a chance to get, uh, of course they got it's got to be like you know a 35 yard field goal for Hopkins these days. Um, but you know, for a chance to win the game in regulation. Uh, it's just he's not this I think what's revealing about Rivera in the first six weeks, you know, the medical stuff has made him a little bit off. But I, what I'm sensing, and 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 I've mentioned this before, the Panther fans. This was the mo, this was the most frustrating thing to Panther fans. He is a tough guy, disciplined. I think he really can coach defense, and I think when he's got good players on defense, that defense can be nasty and really good, and can really be the backbone of a winning team. Um, but he's not brilliant uh, by a long shot. And, you know, combined with the fact that he's a little bit off right now, we are getting messaging like, I can't remember from anybody but Zorn. Like, this start to the season is Zornonian. (laughs) It's Zornian. It's just, It's. I'm still with them, and I'm still going to try to remain optimistic, but I'd be dishonest if I told you that the first six weeks of the season haven't shaken my faith a little bit that they made the right call on the head coach. There it is. There it is. Somebody tweeted me and said, Mr. Flip-Flop, you're with Haskins, now you're against him. You're with Rivera, now you're... Well, dude, you know what? When I get more information and I see it with my own eyes, I am open to changing my mind. And I think most, you know, reasonable people are. I thought Haskins was a baller last year. I was encouraged. I wanted to see more. I didn't see that same baller. And maybe, maybe it's not his fault. And I also believe that where there's smoke, there's fire. And if he's not a worker, and he's not, and and he's he's a slacker. Okay, I don't want him. I want to win. As far as Rivera goes, I did like the hire. Now I've seen six games. I'm giving him a pass. I'm absolutely giving him a pass. I'm not bailing on him. But I'd be totally, totally dishonest if I didn't say to you after six games, there's a lot that just is a bit concerning. And I think one of the things is he can't wrap his arms around what he needs to do right now. And then the in-game stuff is going to – if he's the coach here for the next five or six years – and, and I hope he is because it would mean that they were successful. There are going to be so many days, Cooley, on Mondays that we are pulling our hair out about in-game decisions he made. No doubt. That I'm is a weakness for him.
2: Not on board right now.
1: You're not on board at all, are you?
2: I am off board. I am off the Riverboat Casino. <laughs> I'm going to go find a land casino. There are plenty of them now.
1: You're getting seasick.
2: <laughs> take it to River Ten, Wyoming, and go to that casino. Mm. Charlestown, Atlantic City, Vegas. I'm off, I'm off the Mississippi, man. Um, <laughs> I, look, th- there's so many decisions that have been questionable. There's so many things that have gone on with discussions of players and how people are handling certain things. And it's now the culture change. And I'll, I'll tell you this. While I'm not on board, you're going to give Ron six games next year before you make the true decision. Oh because if he really is banging the culture change drum and he really is changing something, at least with those players, coaches within the building, then it's, it will show itself into his second season.
1: You Hold on for a second. I want to make sure I just heard you clearly. Are you saying you're just going to give him through six games of year two? That's it?
2: We gave, how many gave, games did he give the quarterback? They've <laughs> well, seen enough in the building.
1: Are you, are, you think Dan would – let's just say they go 2-14. No,
2: year. I'm not suggesting that Dan's going to fire him six games into next year. I'm telling you I'll be committed to my decision, which I have a hard lean on right now halfway let's call it halfway into next season
1: okay I, I, I hear what you're saying there okay
2: I I'm thought, open to changing were... my mind until about eight or nine games into next year I said six let's call it eight or nine it could be six next year okay I, I... We'll get a good sense through the rest of this year through the off season, and if things changed in that building with Rivera in the big man seat for a full year Right now, it's sketchy.
1: (laughs) It is. It's concerning. It is concerning. And, you know, part of the concern, I'll be honest with you, is just like it always is here. You know, um, you had somebody make the choice that I don't think is capable of making more good choices than bad choices when it comes to his organization. And he's the one that sat with him. And he's the one that talked to people. You know, look, I, i'm gonna I'm gonna hang my hat on this uh, on on the hanging in there on Ron. A, he's fighting cancer right now, and he's not himself. b the reaction from his players when he left Carolina last year and then when he got hired by Washington, I really was influenced by that. I already had, I was already predisposed to thinking of him as a pretty good coach and that somebody that we wouldn't have had a shot at, that he would have taken a better gig and a better organization like the Giants, let's just say, or the Cowboys or whatever. Um, but the players that, he, that played for him, there wasn't one dissenting voice and they came out of everywhere to tell everybody in Washington that they had a decent man and a damn good football coach. And it matched up with what I always felt from afar and you pointed this out to me last week. You did. You said, "Well, how much did you really know? You didn't watch every single Carolina game." And that's true. It was I wasn't m- being condescending when I said no, that. No, I know to you me. weren't. I I think it's I think it was a fair point. I think that, you know, sometimes you have an impression of somebody um from afar and that was my impression from afar I didn't watch every Carolina game I didn't you know follow every single press conference and listen to him and listen to you know but but I had this sense of watching the Panthers over the years that they were always a tough team and you know what there's a toughness actually to this defense one of the things when I get to my game take you know what I loved about yesterday they were hitting man they were physical defensively not saying it was a great defensive day but they were physical and I think you will have that in the Rivera era here defensively um but anyway on the two pointer j- just do me a favor coach stop telling me stop talking in platitudes stop giving me philosophies that don't make sense and please don't have a hard and fast rule of going for the win on the road and playing for the overtime at home. It, first of all, there is no home or road right now. Somebody should clue him in on that. It must sound different when he's down there on the sideline with no opposing crowd when you're up there on third and seven. Um, and secondly, context should mean a lot. If you're going to live solely on analytics, which he's not, if you're going to live solely on analytics, I think that's a big mistake. I think that's a tool that should be used.
2: That's his analytic.
1: His analytic. Right. <laughs> I know. Hey, one other oh, quick thing, because you we we were talking about some of the things he said. So. After the game yesterday, one of the um, comments that he made was um, a response to somebody who sa- asked them, well is um, is Kyle Allen going to start next week?" And I don't know if you, you well, you didn't see anything. And he said, yeah. Quote, yeah, I would like to believe so. His statistics are pretty darn good. He was 31 of 42 for 280 yards. (laughs) 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 Unfortunately, he did have the interception and the fumble, but we totaled 337 total yards. That gives us an opportunity, if we're scoring points, to be competitive in a game. And I think we got what we wanted out of it in terms of being competitive. Look, to be honest with you, let's cut to the chase here. That was the most competent offensively they've looked all year long. I don't even know if it's close. But you should not, after a loss, Ron, read the quarterback stats. You should not do that. You should just say, quote, the offense was better but not good enough. He will be our starter next week. Next question. Okay? That's what should be said. You don't start reading off the quarterback stats after a loss and you don't do it because in part the last time Dwayne started it was his best statistical day and he was in the locker room apparently bragging about his fantasy stats and here you are bragging about to a certain degree your you your losing quarterback stats I think that was a bad move and even without the Dwayne context I wouldn't have said it. The other thing too he's got to stop on he's got to stop talking about being in the hunt for the division, he's got to stop talking about the schedule and looking at it, you know, implying that it's easier because his 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 team his team is the easy game on everybody's schedule. I think he's very delusional, and I don't think he understands that everyone else is looking at him and his group and saying, it gets a lot easier today, we've got Washington. And that's what the Giants basically were saying. All right, we're 0- they didn't say it publicly. All right, we're we're 5. We can get a win today. He's got to stop talking about the schedule and start talking about, "Hey, you know what we got to do? Focus on trying to play well and win a game this Sunday against Dallas." Who what about what about the four game snapshot? I don't even know who we play after Dallas. I don't even know. Right now our whole focus is on getting better as a football team and getting ready for Dallas. Anyway, uh, Cooley will do his uhs and ums, and I will do my game take
0: right after this word from one of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data
1: All right, uh, let's let you start, Cooley, with um, your uhs and your hms. I think there were some hms, really some hms today. It's mm, from, from MMM. Mm. How mm, would you? Like, I, I have it spelled EHM. Huh. Is I'm that? MMM. How is it spelled? EHM? How would you? Sp- mm. Oh, UMM? an M sound. UMM okay um, and then what about the mm, uhs, ugh yeah okay uh, or All right.
2: eh. it could be eh
1: <laughs> okay uh, let's start uh, let's start with the um okay
2: let's start with two of these right now in about two minutes of research i've found out that in 2018 they failed on a two-point conversion at detroit going for the win or the lead they also failed on a two point conversion in 2016 to lose 17, 16 at Tampa Bay. So he does on the road, go for two in that situation, the yep. two, one point losses they've had in the last four years, or Carolina did, he went for two and they lost both of those games, did not convert either of those. So now since 2016 in one point games going for two, he is over three analytically not good.
1: <laughs> His math isn't very good in going for two or going for the win. Oh Please God help
2: me. <clears throat> uh, um. so some things I didn't like about the game uh, the sack fumble touchdown. Yeah. Uh, it's 13-13. Really, I thought they played well to get back to 13-13. That's when you'd love to just be able to punt. Mm. The second and long, consistent run play follow-up for Washington's offense was unbelievable. Second 24, what do you want to do, coach? Run it. You sure about that? Yes, sure run it. They're not going to expect it here. (laughs) <laughs> constantly <laughs> they had a run on second 15 They had three or four runs on second and seven second and eight second and nine
1: gotta create third makeable
2: now i'm gonna get into the fact that they actually did get a lot of first downs and they did convert oh, so yeah. yeah they did but consistently you're not going to do this on third and eight Ugh. they could not get anything going on first down against that giant defense and as a part of the uh, is i'm watching the game and I, i'm excited to watch this on film I felt like the formations and the run pass keys on early down and distances were blatant and obvious. The motions are worthless. Their movements pre-snap generate no interest from the defense. I'm not sure what they're creating. And to me, it's just telegraphing run pass. I did not like what they did in first downs. And I certainly didn't like the fact that they consistently ran it in second downs. I'll get to third down, which is a different story. So maybe I should shut my mouth on that. Uh, I think Landon Collins has got to be held accountable at some point for playing poor football so far in this season. I thought he was poor yesterday. Multiple times had opportunities to make tackles, to make plays, did not make them. (laughs) I'm not sure what we're getting out of Landon right now. I think that's a big question mark. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Maybe you move him to middle linebacker, which was your suggestion on Friday.
2: Maybe you trade him. Okay, which we can get into later in the show.
1: It's a lot. It's expensive to trade him, but they have the room.
2: It's expensive to trade him, but there's room, and it's expensive to get a second round pick, which you could probably get out of Landon Collins. You think so? I think I think you could. I think there's still value. Well, quite a bit of value in Landon. Right. Uh, ugh. Everyone's excited about Sadiq Charles. Sadiq Charles comes out. He looks good. Looks really good. Warming up. <laughs> Big dude. Solid. Second play. Out for the game. Hurt. <laughs> Here comes Wes <my> Schweitzer. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that just sucks for him. Yeah. Two plays.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Ugh. Hopkins really can't hit the 50-yard field goal, can he?
1: Well, he's got the leg he just doesn't seem to be able to fit it between those two things um that go up in the air the uprights yeah
2: it's crazy it's like my golf game I, that's a good drive and i'm going to be able to play that out of the rough rather than the fairway no look he, he, he just it. doesn't get enough, he just doesn't get another chip shot at the green
1: the kicks you are, can't get up and down the kicks are majestic and if 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 I'm hitting the ball off the tee just off the mark like that, I'm I'm really happy because I'm smacking it, and, I, and and it's not in the fairway. But like you said, you know, it's sitting up in the rough, and a, and you know, and, and I, I might don't, I might have one seventy five instead of one fifty because I didn't get any roll out of it. But I'll take my you know I'll take my my six iron or five iron or my hybrid and I'll punch it on up there somewhere close. Try to make four.
2: Sure. <laughs> yeah. Let's get up and down, baby. Here we go. He did make a thirty-five yarder. It was right in his range. You know that was good later in the game.
1: He's really um, he's really hurt them. S- this has been an underrated story for me over the years. I know I've mentioned twenty sixteen many times. They didn't make the playoffs in twenty sixteen, and of course it came down to Kirk throwing the pick to um, Rodgers Cromarty. Right, uh, he had the pick I think at the end. DRC, um, but. It, Hopkins missed the, sh- the the short chip shot in London that would have won a game. He missed a kick in Detroit, he missed two in Dallas. Like there were just so many missed kicks that were so impactful to games in which they could have won and would have made that game meaningless at the end of the year because that was better than an eight, seven and one team. It was a bad defensive team, but that, that, that team could have won nine or ten games with decent special teams. Anyway, continue
2: anyway um yeah this team can't keep giving up explosive plays yeah, they, but... they gave a stat that they'd given up eight plays over 40 yards before the daniel jones promptly before the daniel jones 49 yard run the, immediately the play before how they pulled that off i don't know it was amazing I, and, and then they give up the zone read to daniel jones which which fooled the tv and landon collins but gosh, this is too good of a defense to be giving up nine plays of over 40 yards. Right. You know, you take away the big plays and we're great on defense. Mm-hmm. No shit. They count though.
1: I know. You <laughs> know do. what I mean? Yep, no, you're right.
2: Um. Uh, yeah, take, take away, I don't know, 500 yards of big play offense. <laughs>
1: and it's a really good let's defense.
2: Just say, let's just say we limit them instead of 500 to 40 we're top five Mm -hmm. you are in fact yes you're right but you didn't so you're pretty average still it's an average defense good talent average defense too many big plays right Uh, Um, third downs Giants they couldn't get the Giants off the field it's amazing to me that the Giants had less than 50 plays in this ball game they're sixty-four percent on third downs. I know. Or seven I, for eleven.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: And it, it really it, it just felt like they, they couldn't get off the field. I, I finally wrote down in my notes like, I can they can't get off the field. And then Kendall Fuller picks off the next play to end a 14-play drive, which was awesome. We'll get to that. Um a couple minor things. <laughs> I wrote this down. <laughs> Slayton gets hurt late in the game. I'm going to point this out because it's my one of my top three pet peeves in football. He then hobbles his way, all the way to two yards from the sideline. And they're like, go down right here. And then we waste three minutes of everyone's time so we can sit there. Two <laughs> yards from the sideline. <laughs>
1: yeah. I hate that. Yeah, well. I hate that. They're trying um, to give their defense some rest because the offense, uh, the Washington offense was on the field the whole game.
2: The whole game. The last, uh, really, was the, the Allen interception early was a bad pick to Bradbury. Yeah. You probably have some more. I have some positives from this game, though. <laughs> One, this was amazing to me. One of my keys to this game was that. They do a great job managing the end of half, end of game, and they can win the game. Well, they they could have. They actually did a great job managing the end of the half. There's a running into the punter, which gets them to a fourth and four, and I loved that. I loved going for it there at midfield. I
1: I, I liked it too. I,
2: I thought that was awesome. You go for it right there at midfield. You then move the ball down the field. You call timeouts in the right situations. It's like, oh my gosh, we got things going. I I loved the throw to Logan Thomas. Right. We go into halftime 13 to 10. And I'm like, you managed the end of half, end of game situations. It's great. Yeah. Timeouts were called appropriately. They went for a fourth down where they needed to go to fourth down when they had a slight momentum change. I thought that was big time. Converted a third down on a screen to Terry called timeout. Right. I mean, That was was great. He took a lot of momentum into halftime.
1: I actually, because I don't want to lose this thought, I actually, (laughs) one of the few answers that I liked from him in his press conference when he was asked about, you know, um, taking the penalty and taking the ball back instead of the Giants having it at their own one-yard line, he he said, you know, I just felt like we had moved the ball too well and we were sitting there with three points. And he's right. They had moved the ball well and they only had three points to show for it, and now you had a chance fourth and four. You know, it wasn't turning it into fourth and six. You know, it was fourth and less than five at the giant forty yard line. If 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 they were fourth and four before the punt, they would have gone for it. So I I, I thought I thought that that made sense. You know, he could have also considered putting Hopkins out there at the forty-yard line to kick a fifty-seven-yarder. He's got the leg, but I liked I liked the move. I, I liked it too. I thought it was smart. Now, the one the, the downside you consider the risk to that is if you don't get it, you're going to be down sixteen to three, maybe worse at halftime.
2: Yeah, that there's certainly a downside to it. But I liked going for it in that I situation. Did, I, I did too. Um
1: Riverboat. <laughs> he got one right. <laughs> yeah. And you're right. He, he did. I, I should have mentioned that this morning. They managed the clock at the end of the first half well, and they managed the clock on the final drive of the game well.
2: Yeah, they did. They just made one poor decision at the end of the game.
1: Yeah. Well, it was
2: Which did not grant them the lead. Not the win, the lead.
1: Yeah, that's important for people to understand. He went for the win. Damn it, he went for the win. You know, you got to make a firm decision and go for the win. Well, no, he was going for the lead with 36 seconds left. would have provided them with the lead. It would have the lead. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's not why I had the problem with it. I had the problem with it as you did because the context was they were actually at that point sort of dominating the game and would have had the advantage in overtime. I feel they would have. But anyway, continue. What else did you like?
2: I liked a lot of the first half for Washington. They ended up with 174 yards to the giants, 141. They, they didn't get a stop in the first half against the giants. Giants scored on three possessions in the first half, but they managed the clock. They managed the ball. I, I thought it was true. I mean, end of the game, it was 20, 24 first downs to 16. Yeah. They, they did a good job possessing the ball and, and moving the sticks. A lot of it wasn't pretty, but they moved the sticks. I like that with this offense. Um, I like the, the two fourth down conversions that they got in this game. Kev, I, I love the Fuller interception. He totally redeemed himself after the pass interference to give him a real chance to win that ballgame. It was such a key moment in this game.
1: It sh- should have been overturned by replay.
2: It absolutely <laughs> I mean, was not an interception. His elbow yeah, yeah. First. I can't
1: believe they didn't overturn that. That's crazy.
2: No, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Um, but – they didn't. So they didn't. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I liked the offense in the first half. They kept the defense off the field. They kept the defense fresh. And while the defense gave up 13 points, it's not the end of the world in that situation. Three drives for scores, but two of them, they end up holding them to field goals. Um, I The players I loved in this game, I thought, I, lo- I love the switch to put DeShazer Everett in. He had the... Hit on Daniel Jones that was late. That was a personal foul. But then promptly the next play, he had the hit on, who was it, Ward? or Board. And I didn't like that he knocked him out of the game, but that was a big hit in a pass breakup, and it was a clean hit. Yeah. And DeShazer made plays throughout the game. Damn right. It it was the first time that the free safety came down and hit the quarterback and didn't miss. Yeah. To to me, watching it on TV, I mean, you have to see more, but watching the the, the television – He's pretty consistent and physical as a tackler. Damn right. I love the switch to play Cole Holcomb. I told you Cole Holcomb was going to play. I'm surprised they played Bostick, but I liked Cole Holcomb in this ball game. Deron Payne was incredible. Unbelievable. It's going to go understated, but I thought Deron Payne was a game changer for them. Awesome. I thought Sweat was good. I thought Chase Young was good. Brian Kerrigan had what maybe the only sack in this game. Do you know
1: how many snaps he played in the game? like eight seven
2: yeah um I thought McKissick was awesome yeah me too I mean McKissick continues to impress me he had six receptions for 43 yards eight carries for 41 yards I thought McKissick was a big impact in this game and then honestly I thought Kyle Allen was good I didn't think he was great I'm not in love with his performance he turned the ball over twice And they were not good situations. But honestly, he made plays, Kevin. He made throws down the field when he had to make throws down the field. He made plays in this game to give this offense a chance to continue to move the ball. I I mean, and there were some little things that you see. Like there's a touch pass that he threw over Logan Ryan to hit Gibson. And he's kind of smiling after it. And you're like, that's a guy that can make plays. He knows how to make something happen. You know that kind of lob pass?
1: Yeah, it was it was what we would call a good touch pass. The other pass guy the other Thomas, guy didn't do that very well.
2: The pass to Logan Thomas in the end zone was terrific. The pass to Cam Sims uh, was a huge touchdown throw on the the out and up. You now the, the, there's a third and 5 that he hits Terry McLaurin on a dig route. Big time play at the end of the game. A third and six to inman big play a scramble on a third and six like i thought he was good and i thought he got better throughout the game and it looked like he was really having fun playing football getting things done again two bad plays two really bad plays and it wasn't that he was amazing in this game but you take away those just those two plays and he's probably a 120 rating just like our defense take away the bad ones mulligan But I thought Kyle Allen was pretty good. I thought this was a game that they absolutely should have won. I thought they were the better football team by a nose. It's a game to me they should have went to overtime and played.
1: All right. I'll uh, give you my game take. Um, There will be some repeats, but with emphasis, I promise, right after this word from one of our sponsors. Pay attention. Here's Kevin's game day. All right. I will start with some of the things that I liked, get to some of the things I didn't like, and I think um, I want to get into Kyle Allen's performance in a little bit more detail uh, with you um, as a follow-up and the overall quarterback situation and what should happen um, moving forward. I'm going to start with this. I, I. I just thought they really came out and I think Everett was a big part of this I think KPL was a big part of this I think they were really physical yesterday I like that I love teams that really really hit and Carolina's teams always hit um and I, I thought that they really made the Giants pay even after some plays in which they got gashed a little bit because the defense did not have a great day in fact I think the team's best defense was its offense which dominated time of possession dominated overall play count and kept the giant offense off the field but when they were on the field they were physical um and I like that number two their red zone defense was phenomenal you know they the Giants were 0-3 in the red zone and it was all defensive plays basically that got him, you know, either into field goals or ultimately the interception that shouldn't have been an interception. But if you go back to the first trip into the red zone, they ran that Angram reverse, but they wrinkled it with the double reverse to Slayton Cooley. And Cole Holcomb plays it perfectly. Perfectly. You you know, he's disciplined. He makes the stop minus yardage. Um, Second trip into the red zone, John Allen and Dron Payne on back-to-back plays just completely engulfed. Freeman for minus five yards on two plays they end up kicking a field goal there they got the. they almost got a
2: third their third down Daniel Jones quarterback draw
1: QB draw but it was you know it was a yard and a half two yards short wasn't like he he got close enough for them to legitimately think about going for it maybe they did um, but they got to stop there and then obviously the fuller interception which again I don't know how the elbow hits out on white instead of inbounds green but Still, it was a play in which Chase Young's pressure, you know, forced the bad throw that Fuller picked off. So the the defense gave up big plays, but they really did a good job in the red zone. And they weren't on the field much, as we know. I mean, there were a total of like 46 or 47, 48 giant snaps in the entire game. Um, so that's a nice spot to be in. Specifically, Daron Payne was just awesome yesterday. And I thought Sweat was too. And I think Fuller is really a good player too. By the way, did you notice this? I said this on the radio this morning. I may, I, I, I may be wrong. I thought I saw Fuller playing safety at times. And, and it's very interesting. You know who didn't get any snaps in the game or got two snaps? Cameron Curl got two snaps in the game. That was it. Moreau played yesterday, 13 snaps. And you'll go back before the defensive film, but I think Fuller was a safety on some plays. I Again, I might be wrong. It just looked like it. Um, Anyway, uh, moving on. Payne, he's just the most talented interior defensive lineman this franchise has had in forever. I don't even remember. Like, he's, he's, he's got the biggest upside of any of their interior defensive linemen, in my opinion. You and I have had this conversation before. I think you believe that in terms of upside, you agree with that. Um, he's producing this year. He not only is so, like, stout at the point of attack, whether he's got one person or two people on him, he throws people off him, and then he devours runners. Like, they disappear when he tackles them. Um, he blocked a pass yesterday. He's done that a couple times this year. Um, sweat's motor, which is the number one reason uh, when when we were talking about the draft in 2019 um, that I really wanted Montez Sweat, you know, as long as his heart was okay and everything else. I just, you see the energy now and the motor and the speed. He has for a big guy. He chases people down from any part of the field. And his the the last Giants possession of the game before the kneel downs at the end basically came with like there were seven and a half minutes left in the quarter. That was the last time they were on the field offensively except for the kneel down. And on the third and six, Sweat is just chasing Daniel Jones to the sideline, forces him to throw it away. I just think both of those players, Sweat and Pain. I, I said this morning, you know, if you're trying to be glass half full about the football team, not the organization, they have four A players. And there was a time where they only had one. Pain, Young, Sweat, and I think McLaurin are all A players. And they're all young. That's something just to be half optimistic about, somewhat optimistic about. And, you know, I think John Allen and Matt Ionitis are good players. And anyway, um, they were on my things that I liked list. The, the The next thing I'm going to get to is that we we just need to sort of cut to the chase here. That offense was better than it's been, and it's really not – close. Like it was significantly better. Now the opponent may have had something to do with it. The the Giants stink. I get it. And I concede the point that this is more of a comparison to what they've been recently than it being great. Because it wasn't a great offense. It wasn't dynamic. Like you said, they the first down stuff, the second down predictability, it wasn't a threatening offense. It, but it was competent, man. It, was, it drove the ball. It's
2: because Kyle Allen made throws on third down.
1: It's damn right.
2: They moved the chains. They moved the That's chains. That's what it was. That was exactly what it was. There was very little difference in first and second down from that offense that I've seen through five, six weeks. But Kyle Allen made throws in third down situations.
1: The offense was really, really good on third downs. They were dead last in the league coming in on third down. They averaged the fewest yards per game, the fewest yards per uh, per drive per game in the league. The offense was last or near dead last in every offensive category coming into this game, and it was coming off the most miserable offensive day in recent NFL history last week against the Rams. Well, yesterday, it had its best day of the year. On third down, they were 8-for-15. On fourth down, they were 2-for-2. Two two. All right, so that means they weren't going 3-and-out and they weren't punting a lot. They were continuing drives. They were gaining yards. They were increasing their chances of scoring. Um, they they converted, basically, when you count third and fourth down, 10-17. That's not just an improvement. That's a very good number in the NFL. They had one three and out, the fewest of the year. They had one punt. Now, one of them they took back off of the penalty, um, but they had one punt. They punted ten times last week. They had um, they had two of their missed third downs, Cooley, were third downs, the third and 24, where they gained 15, 18, 20 yards and improved field goal p- uh, p- position. That was the field goal he made. They also, on the field goal that he missed, um, you know, took a play that improved field goal position slightly. They have not had a chance to win a game since the Philly game. And yesterday, they were in that game from the jump the whole way. And the reason oh, – in-
2: They were heading to Cleveland late.
1: Yeah, 20-17 to 17 going into the fourth quarter against Cleveland. That's true. In part, the reason that they had a chance is the offense kept the ball. The team had this, – this was weird because I, I, I look at drives all the time. They had eight drives in the game. All right. Eight drives because every time they had it, they they kept the ball for 10-plus plays. They scored on half of them. They should have scored on five of the eight. You know, 50% of your drives producing points is a really good number because typically you average 11 drives per game. So if you can score on five-and-a-half of them, five-and-a-half scores is going to get you into the 20s more likely than not. They they scored on four of them, should have been five. The field goal kicker missed. Five of their eight drives were 10-plus play drives. That's impressive. They had 70-plus offensive snaps in just eight drives. They ran 23 more offensive plays than the Giants did. Again, I'm not calling them like dynamic or comparing them to the Chiefs or the Packers or the Seahawks. It was a professional offense yesterday, with one exception the mistakes made by the quarterback. I'm not overlooking those, and I'm going to get to the, to the list of things I didn't like. The interception and the fumble were devastating. They they resulted in 14 points for the Giants. They cost the team a legitimate chance to win the game and maybe win the game comfortably. But one of the biggest reasons the game was winnable in the first place was the total improvement in competence of the offense. Uh, I highlighted JD McKissick as well, Cooley. I think he's a weapon for them. I think he's really good at yards after catch and really good yards after contact. Um, and he's elusive. You know, I, I'd like to see him get even more touches during the game. On my list of things that I liked, um, I'll just re- uh, repeat the fact that I, I really applauded Rivera's decision to take that running into the punter penalty and go for the fourth down. Um, and uh, the challenge on Kyle Allen's run on that first down was a good challenge. You know what? I think old Riverboat Ron, I don't know that he's lost a challenge this year. Has he? Uh, Maybe he has. I I think he's he's hit on more of them than he hasn't.
2: I don't know, but that was a great challenge. That was a bad spot of the ball. That was a heck of a play by Kyle Allen. Really? Just just you could see that he could see the sticks that he was looking for. He knew where he was.
1: Right. So let me get to the list of things that I didn't like. Um, third down defense, they gave up seven, and a 7 of 11. They got gashed more in this game without justification for getting gashed. You could look at the gashings in recent games and say, well, the offense just immediately was punting the ball. <laughs> As we joked on Friday, it's like, oh, uh, the offense just came off the uh, – uh, football field, or the defense just came off the football field. All right, guys, do I have time for water? Nope, they're punting. They're already punting again. Um, get back out there. And this week, the defense couldn't have been fresher. They were barely out there during the course of the game. And they—they, they, I thought they were stout against the run with the exception of the zone read keeper by Jones in the first half. But I thought Freeman really made some people miss and got some big plays in the second half. But, again, the red zone defense was really good. Um, I didn't obviously like the turn- turnovers and missed field goal. Those are, you know, those are massive plays. Like you can't turn the ball over deep in your own territory. Uh, that was a bad throw. I think he thought it was man and it was zone. Um, the, the fumble you got, I know, you know, I, I made this comment to a friend of mine last night who called me and said, that was just a terrible play. And I said, it, it was a terrible play. He didn't protect the ball. That's a bad play, but he was trying to make a play like, I, I don't like when a guy's clueless gets hit from behind and just is clueless and has no chance of making a play. He's in the He turned it over in the name of trying to make a play on third down when really what he needed to be aware of, and hopefully he'll improve on this, is protect the ball. You're at midfield. You punt it. The odds are still in your favor at that point in a 13-13 game. The missed field goal is terrible. We went through the going for two. I just – I. It's whatever. It is what it is. It was not the right context probability move. I'm not going to buy into, I, I don't care who comes out with a story in the post tomorrow about the analytics of that play. They were on the field for 31 of the last of the previous 37 snaps in the game. They were the team that was playing better, had the momentum, and had the advantage had the game gone to overtime. Um, on Kyle Allen, so you you have to start with the turnovers because he's been a turnover machine in his 14 starts as a pro. The interception was bad. The fumble was worse. Um, with that said, like – Did anybody, if anybody was, if you're being objective and you watch that game and you didn't come away saying that's the best quarterback game of the year of the six played for our team, you're, you're not, you're not being honest because it was, and I'm a Dwayne, I'm, I'm the one that was here saying, and I still would like to see Dwayne more this year. I don't think we're going to, I don't think there's, that's my phone. I don't think there's any chance we're going to see uh, Dwayne. I think that ship has sailed. But that was the most competent quarterback game of the year. B- understood. Turnovers. They were disasters. But the ob- it, it's obvious he ran whatever offense they run better than what we've seen. He made plays. Cooley... He made plays after his bad plays. I think that may have been one of the more impressive things for me. After that first pick, he went 13 of 15 for 134 yards and a touchdown before halftime to get the team to within 3 at the break. After the fumble, he leads a 10-play, 75-yard drive, converts on two third-down throws and then throws the touchdown pass to Cam Sims. One of the things when we talked about him about last year, I said to you, he's got some gamer in him. Like he's going to try to make some some plays. I I, I talked about that Green Bay game in the snow. If you watched him last year, you saw a lot of mistakes and you saw a lot of plays. You know, overall, his stats, forget about the stats and look at the big plays. He was 8 for 14 with his arm and legs on third down. 8 for 14. Two of those third downs were third and longs where his completions basically improved field goal range. So really, on 14 of the third down plays, he made good plays on 10 of them. You know what we haven't seen from the quarterback on third down this year? 10 out of 14 good plays. That's production on third down. When you make third downs, you keep the ball, you improve field position, you increase your chance of scoring points. The 19 points yesterday aren't enough. They're not nearly enough, but the game was a short game, only an eight-drive game offensively. I thought Kyle Allen was better at quarterback yesterday than Dwayne was at any point in his four starts this year, and certainly better than Alex was last week in relief. He's mobile. He extends plays. He gives them a chance to be what they were yesterday, not great, but professionally competent. He's off schedule very good, um, but he'll turn it over. And he'll make a couple of bad throws. He had a terrible throw in a third down there. They're 1-3 and out to McLaurin, who, who came open. By the way, I'd like your thoughts on his arm strength because I think he it's good enough, but it's not great. But overall, he's going to give you a chance in probably more games than you think right now. Cooley will give his grade tomorrow. I'd give him a C. The two turnovers are too important for him to be anything better than that. But at the same time, if you watch this game and a friend of yours didn't, and you say to your friend, uh, he sucked because of the two mistakes, that's misleading, because he didn't suck. He didn't suck at all yesterday. And if I can't see Dwayne in another game this year, I would just prefer to see Kyle Allen start these final 10 games and see what he can become. Maybe maybe they can coach him out of the turnovers. Maybe he'll mature a little bit. He's not, in my opinion, the franchise quarterback. I think the franchise quarterback isn't on the roster. I think the franchise quarterback of the future is playing in college right now because I think Washington's going to have a top-five pick, if not a top-three pick. But the dude, the dude gave you a chance against a bad team, But that offense was by far and away the most professional-looking it's been all year. To me,
2: it's not even close. They didn't do anything particularly well besides move the sticks on third down, but that's what a professional offense has to do, and that's what a professional quarterback has to do. And you can't get better on offense if you run 42 plays every single week and you have six three-and-outs every game, and you look like the New York Jets did in their ballgame where they scored no points. That's right. garbage. So, yeah, they did look like a professional offensive. They, they also they protected the quarterback much better last this week than they did the week before. Right. They're just much more consistent, and it's not a bad Giants front. I, I mean, it's a good Giants front in terms of stopping the run. It's not a bad Giants front in terms of pass rush. Their best pass rusher was out for the game.
1: Yeah, their best pass rusher, and you know Martinez got hurt, but he ended up playing. He play, he came back and played um, most of of the game. I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, I look. I don't know what you think, but I think yesterday convinced me. Let's. It, this is this assumes that Dwayne Haskins is not an option. That they are moving on from him. That they don't think the juice is worth the squeeze because of what. Ever he is, you know, in terms of a preparation guy, a work ethic guy, the whole thing, and they are moving on from him. If that's the case, um, you, then then Kyle Allen in these games the rest of the way is going to give you a chance to win some of them, and then he's personally going to be responsible for a few for, several, for at least a few of the losses the rest of the way.
2: You're going to have a chance to compete on offense, is what it seems to look like, Kev yeah which is all your which is all you're asking for you got a chance to compete you got a chance to make some plays it might not be as many as you would love but there's a chance so you're so you're saying there's a chance but I think that's how you feel with Alan yeah. right now there um, wasn't a chance with Dwayne. No, Sorry, it just wasn't there so far this year.
1: It wasn't like it was last year, but I, I still, if you told me right now they haven't given up on him and, you know, it was just sort of a warning or a, a way to motivate him and they plan on playing him and they still have belief in him, which I don't believe is the case, but if you told me that that was true, then I would want to see Dwayne again. I would, because Kyle Allen's not going to be your franchise quarterback if your goal is to compete for championships. It's not what I see in him. I see a guy that, you know, if you're in the back half of the league and you're really hard up, can start for you. <laughs> but more like but more likely is a really solid backup. Now he's not under contract next year. You know, they gave up a fifth-rounder, he's not under contract next year, so I don't know if he'd stay or not. Um but if Dwayne's not an option, let's see him play these final 10 Um, by the way, I'm going to be the first to say it. I said it on my radio show. Part of it is the point spread as it usually is. Part of it is that they're playing on Monday night. I actually think they've got a really good chance to beat the Cowboys on Sunday. Um, Cowboys will come in here short week, the whole thing. And it's, uh, not going to be a Cowboys crowd like it's been at FedEx field the last few years. So, um, I think, I think they've got a, I I think, they'll have a chance to win the game on Sunday. But it's a four-win team. I mean, I think what we saw yesterday is we we saw a team that's a four-win team this year. It's a team that's going to be in the Trevor Lawrence discussion, probably won't end up being as bad as the Jets, you know, may not be as bad as Jacksonville record-wise. But the Giants, you know, maybe not as bad as the Giants, who knows. knows, But they're going to be – in that top three to top five range, when all is said and done, that's my prediction today. Even though I think they can win next week,
2: they'll be lucky to get to five wins. Might make them a four-win team. They might be a three-win team. Yeah, keep in mind they they still have to keep health to be a four or five-win team.
1: <laughs> right.
2: One last. You can't thing. have you can't have a COVID week, and you can't have. I mean, but you nice. could also you're going to play other teams that have all the same problems.
1: That's right. I, I i take all of that out of the um you know out of the equation in you know in evaluating the team it's, that assumes that you're not you know ravaged by injuries and covid 19 and, or and or playing teams that are ravaged or by covid19 or injuries uh, one last thing on the game yesterday we talked about him last week to me, daniel Jones has a future in this league i think he's got a chance to be a good quarterback I like him. I.
2: It was really interesting. I, I think it was some point in the third quarter. The Giants were pretty efficient on offense, and Daniel Jones was ten to twelve for a hundred yards. Right. I mean, they stuck with the run game, which was interesting because I would have thrown the ball all day against this defense. I would have attacked the middle of the field and the linebackers in the middle of the and the defense. I, I just. I don't quite understand the game plan going into the game, but they won. So I don't know what to tell you. I think that they were probably concerned that there would be complete pressure. But when you watch Daniel Jones play, there's definitely something there to him, but there's also a toughness to him. Yeah. Yeah. And he's going to gain a lot of respect. You know, there's a play where he lowers his shoulder into the Shazer Everett, and it's a it's a physical hit that Everett puts on him. Right. But still, it didn't knock him backwards. He he's, fell forward on that play. He lowered big, his shoulder, fell forward on the play. He's a big, strong dude. He takes hits in the pocket on a lot of throws. We didn't get great per- – Washington didn't get great pressure throughout on this game, but there was also not a ton of dropback situations. Right. They needed better pressure in third down situations. What they didn't get, they didn't. I like. I think Daniel Jones got got something to him. I'm still, I'm not dead set on the fact that he's going to be a top eight quarterback, but it looks like he could be one of those guys that gets between eight and fourteen.
1: Yeah, there's something to him. I agree with that. Let's go around the league. All right, let's go around the NFL um, and talk about some of the games yesterday. I want to start with the Tampa Bay-Green Bay game, Cooley, because I did watch this game. Tampa's defense is nasty. And I said that after the opener when they gave up a bunch of points to the Saints. Part of it was there was a pick six in that game, and they lost that game. and 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 I know they've given up a lot of points. Like the Chargers scored 31. They have so much speed defensively, and I think Todd Bowles is one of the best. But Devin White is a badass. Levante David, their linebackers are so good. They beat the living snot out of Aaron Rodgers yesterday. It was amazing. They, hit, they Levante s- David was in the backfield on 14 plays. They sacked him four times and hit him 13 times in the game. He threw a pick six and, and a near second pick six. I'm telling you right now, if Tampa's, you know, take all the disclaimers of COVID and the whole thing, Tampa's going to be in the NFC championship game this year. Their, their, their defense in the NFC is the one that if I were Seattle, if I were Green Bay, I mean, Chicago's defense is really good too. Tampa's the team, though, that to me, and by the way, Gronk started to play yesterday. Yeah, I did. I think Tampa. That, that it's really interesting about that game. Did you? I'm assuming you didn't watch it because you're probably. Yeah, watching. I did
2: watch. I watched the, the, a lot of this game. Yeah, I did watch this game. So with, they got Godwin
1: back. The I mean,
2: the, they're scary. They the, are scary.
1: The pick six. Ronald Jones is. Oh, awesome. you loved him. You, that is a good call on him. You loved him coming out of Southern Cal. I was not nearly the fan you were. He looks great. Um they uh it it was one of those games like all right here comes you know i had tamp in the smell test smell test i think is 7 and 7 going into um the game tonight the i've got buffalo um but uh i um the green bay scores first two drives touch uh, field goal touchdown and then the pick six basically it was an avalanche after that they couldn't do any it was aaron Rodgers, he couldn't do anything. They had five three and outs the rest of the way. They don't, they don't go three and out. It was really interesting to watch, man. Tampa is dangerous, and they're just going to keep getting better. You know, there's no reason to believe that they won't. Um, defensively, not only that, Jason Pierre Paul had a big game and, and Golston is good
2: and, and, and Sue made a couple of plays, uh, you yeah. know, the, the now bounce around who was once the best defensive lineman in the NFL made some plays. Uh, that's a, it's re- more like Shaq Barrett's a heck of a player. I love Antoine Winfield jr. Oh my God. Young, such a good player as a rookie. He, I think he's absolutely tremendous. His dad was amazing. Yeah.
1: You 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 played against the dad, right? His dad was one of
2: the best corners
1: in the NFL. Yeah, Um, I like this team. That that was an eye opener for the Packers. Man, they were cruising along. Nobody could stop them offensively. You know, the Bucks had some fans there in Tampa. It wasn't an empty stadium. Um, but in green Bay's good. I'm not about to t- say that this isn't going to be, you know, potentially the, the, the first of two games between these two teams this year. I think it very likely will be. Um, but man, Tampa's defense and Todd Bowles and the talent they have really, really impressive. It's just, it's interesting about Tampa because last year, you know, I wanted Todd Bowles to be the defensive coordinator here. Um, but I, I too. <laughs> yeah. But last year they gave up a lot of points, you know, and they scored a lot of points. But really, the biggest issue with Tampa last year was all the interceptions that that Jameis threw, you know, and and it put the defense into a lot of binds, you know, um, in 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 a season in which they actually were a dangerous team, you know, last year. Uh, now they've got the stability at quarterback. They, they, they're not making as many mistakes. Look, Brady had nothing to do with that win yesterday. Let me be clear about that. I watched that game. It had nothing to do with Brady. It had nothing to do with uh, Gronk, although Gronk was pretty good. Ronald Jones was huge because they were able to run the ball for like a buck seventy or something like that in the game. It was their defense, man. They completely, completely shut down Aaron Rodgers. It's funny, Cooley, about Aaron Rodgers. He's, you know, debatably one of the – Top five greatest of all time if you want to make that debate. When they have played dominant defenses over the years, there have been games in which he has looked terrible. The, the San Francisco game last year, actually both San Francisco games, the one in the regular season on that Sunday night and the one in the postseason, a really good defense. He couldn't do anything. Now, he brought him back and you know, put up some numbers in the second half of that NFC title game, but they were getting their ass kicked at halftime. I think it was 24 to nothing at halftime in that game, and he hadn't done anything. Um, and they're, they're, they, they played the Chargers last year and the Chargers were good defensively and he was pedestrian. It's funny. Wilson on the other hand, I don't think it always matters if he plays a great defense, like he's able to figure it out. There've been a lot there've been moments over the years where Rodgers has been completely shut down. Yesterday was one of those days, completely and utterly shut down. He was under siege and couldn't do anything about it. Couldn't do anything He played
2: about 45% it. of his passes.
1: Is that what it was? My God. How, and what was he, he coming 13, in? Green
2: Bay had the, the prolific Green Bay offense that, that they've been this year. 13 total first downs. Yeah. And 200 total yards. And it wasn't just, look, there, we can do this. We can. We can do it with the quarterback. But. My God, when you watch this game, Tampa was fast on
1: defense. So fast.
2: And they confused. I, like, they beat Matt LaFleur to death. I mean, they, they out-schemed him completely. I, Aaron Jones could never get anything going on the ground. So they Couldn't get any of their run-action stuff going. And it just, it was a shutdown. It was a clinic on defense for Tampa.
1: I love watching Todd Bowles coach. I would have taken him as our head coach. I think he'll get another head coaching opportunity. He just didn't have a quarterback in New York, you know, and when he got one, you know, he was gone. Um, But I think Tampa is a Final Four team, if not a Super Bowl team. I really do. Uh, The next game that I wanted to talk about was another team that defensively is scary right now, and that's Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh is so dominant defensively as they were last year, but of course they had Mason Rudolph and Duck Duck Goose playing quarterback or whatever the guy's name was. Um, Cleveland couldn't run the ball. Now they didn't have um, Nick Chubb; he's hurt. They had Kareem Hunt. They were horrible at quarterback. I, I'm not a Baker Mayfield guy. He
2: was bad. He was so bad in this game, and to where it was late in the game, and he was just throwing it up. That's one thing you hate to see is your quarterback just start throwing it up, <laughs> just chucking. Doesn't want to get hit, doesn't want to throw it up, or doesn't doesn't want to try to make a play move. Like he's just like, get get it out of my hands. Picks picks were ugly in this game.
1: Um, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, this coming week um, in the you know rescheduled game from the COVID game um that that's going to be a hell of a football game and then they have the ravens after that so we're going to learn a lot about pittsburgh the next two weeks but there's something about that toughness on defense that i love and they have stars on defense you know you were um you said about tj watt definite first rounder before anybody said it and then said oh my god might be one of the best defensive players in the draft star bud dupree star you did not like Devin bush out of michigan Who's
2: now out potentially out for the year
1: i know he tw- was it achilles or acl i saw that but i can't remember but you know he's a good player cooley
2: they traded for Minka fitzpatrick star star big, big time trade hayward's awesome to it's a really good player for pittsburgh i mean they're stacked on defense
1: stacked on defense and then they took Chase Claypool the Notre Dame receiver in the second round who's a big strong receiver that a lot of people decided that they passed on and this guy's a stud so far as a rookie um and they've got Ben back but Ben didn't have to do anything yesterday it's like you know the the, the Cleveland had no prayer no prayer of scoring yesterday I they got seven I don't know how they did it um but it was a Dominant, dominant performance. That leads me to the team that Pittsburgh plays next week, and that is the Tennessee Titans. I think it's time now for all NFL fans to consider Tennessee to be a legitimate Super Bowl contender this year. I don't know why we we haven't done it before. They were in the AFC Championship game last year. Maybe it's because they had all these close games. Well, they beat the Bills last week. You know, on Tuesday night, they come back and they got the Sunday game. I get, but you know, Tex, the Texans were a smell test pick plus three and a half. I mean, it's criminal that I lost that game. Um, but they, I mean, there are a couple of things about this game I don't know if you know about. First of all, Derrick Henry, there, it's, it's unfair that one person be that big and that fast.
2: Come on. The, the, where he runs away from everybody?
1: It's ridiculous. That's, that's crazy. He's 255 pounds. He's six- he looked like he ran a 4-3 on that play. He's something else. Um, Tannehill is just the perfect team for him. But the, um, the Texans have played much better recently, obviously. They won a game last week. Uh, they, they could have won at Pittsburgh a few weeks ago. They've been much better um, here recently, and they've got Romeo Cornell. But I'm going to ask you about the situation that they went with yesterday. They, they became, I think, only the second team in what I'll call the analytics age, but we'll call it the two point conversion age, to decide after scoring a touchdown late, up by six, uh, up by one, instead of kicking the extra point to get to an eight point lead, he went for two to win the game. You know this, right?
2: Yeah. I no, I know. Someone, I'm just sitting here thinking, so, someone so, just Minnesota just did that.
1: Uh, no, right. no, Minnesota had the fourth and in inches that and didn't kick the field goal to go up
2: eight. Just someone just someone just did this though. No, the,
1: I swear no, someone just. Did no, this. you're thinking of the Minnesota Seattle game from last week when Minnesota went from fourth but, down yeah, to no, seven, going I... up by eight. So what Romeo Cornell did up thirty to twenty nine. First of all, on a fourth and goal from the one yard line with a minute one le- uh, left in the game. Um, they went for the touchdown. instead of kicking the field goal, they go up 33, 29. They're up 30 to 29, okay? They could have kicked the field goal on fourth and goal from the one with a minute 50 left and gone up 33-29. They went for it, which which was fine. It's it, You know what? I like that because they weren't able to stop Tennessee, so they needed the lead to be at least a touchdown. They scored on the fourth and goal, and then what Cornell did, in the analytics people will tell you that it gives you a slight advantage. I mean, like tenths of a percent is to go for two in that spot. I think it's information, like I've said. Use it as a tool, but use context more importantly. And the truth is is that they had been rolling, like Houston had been rolling offensively. Oh, yeah. So they went for two to make it 38-29, to which would have won the game because Tennessee would have then had to score, kick an on kick, recover it to have a chance. So that's a, that's really going for the win there. They missed it, so they're up seven. So Tennessee comes down, scores a touchdown, kicks the extra point. Game goes to overtime. They get the toss, and they've got a third and goal at the five, and they go wildcat with Henry. Third and goal from the five. Like they didn't, They're not even thinking about running, uh, throwing the football. Why would you with him? He's going to get five yards there, and he did, touchdown, 42-36. They're a good football team. They're a well-coached football team. You love Arthur Smith. I love Vrabel. I think Vrabel's been doing a good job there. They've got talent. Look at Je- Just watch Jeffrey Simmons, who was Montez Sweat's teammate um, at Mississippi State. He's turning into a stud, too. Um, that team's undefeated. That, that's, a, that's a great game this coming weekend, Tennessee-Pittsburgh. Great game.
2: I can't wait to watch that game. I, I just, I'm so impressed with Tennessee and the fact that Houston scored 36 is pretty amazing. Deshaun Watson had some big throws in this game,
1: big throws, big he throws. Did. He had some huge throws
2: in this game and I don't, I'm just, I just, I sat there cause I watched this on game replay in the quick cut up version. Yeah. And I just kept pausing it. Like, just go up eight.
1: I know. I know. I, go
2: up I eight. The I chance would... that they score and get a two-point is so low. But I guess you're sitting there saying to yourself, they score, they'll put Derrick Henry in Wildcat, and no <laughs> one will stop him for the two-point conversion.
1: Right, and, so- they, and they haven't been stopping us. So the context there was maybe it did make sense to go for the win. In worst case, you're still up seven if you get a stop you know, you're going to overtime more likely than not. Um, unless well, and the other... they were
2: sitting there saying to themselves, you know, there's this Ron Rivera theory of going for two. Like, if we don't get it, they'll definitely kick to go to overtime. Yeah.
1: Anyway, um, couple a of the, couple, oh, yeah. couple of the other games, um, the Eagles lost. They made this late rally. They had a two-point conversion to tie Baltimore with about a minute 55 to go. They ran a zone read and basically got blown up. Um, in the backfield, Cam Newton threw two interceptions in New England is now two and three on the year. The Patriots defense is excellent. I don't think Cam Newton was
2: terrible in this game against the Broncos.
1: He, you know what, Cooley? So Albert Breer had a story yesterday uh, prior to the games kicking off that Washington's going to be in the market for Cam Newton in the offseason. Do you well, want to
2: be in the market for Cam Newton? No, they could have been in the market for Cam Newton before the offseason.
1: If Cam Newton wants In to even this play season. here, what do you think about Cam Newton maybe not wanting to play for Scott Turner?
2: There could be some – what do you think about Cam Newton not wanting to play for Ron Rivera? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, Coach, do I have to wear my tie or not?
2: <laughs> yeah, um, you're going to wear your tie. This, but this game, this Patriots-Broncos game was interesting. It, it, it ended 18-12. to 12. The Broncos kicked six field goals.
1: I know. Yeah,
2: they didn't score a touchdown. Did not score touchdown. And it was touchdown. eighteen to six, right? I think it was eighteen to this. This 18,
1: game, no, it was eighteen was to blowout. three at one point. It was eighteen to three at Late. one point. Yeah, yeah.
2: This game was a blowout. I mean, they dominated. Denver's defense was really good. Cam had two ugly picks in this game, and I think Izzo had a fumble. The tight end had a fumble, so they had that turnover. It, Denver wasn't dominant on offense, but Lindsay ran it for over 100 yards.
1: Oh, he did? Lock. Mel- Loc- yeah.
2: Yeah. Lindsay had 101 yards. Lindsay had a good, pretty good game running the ball. locked didn't complete Jack Crap, but he hit this dude, Patrick, on a couple big plays that moved the ball down the field. Um, Lock, I'm looking at this. Lock was only, he was 10, 10 of 24. Oof. Wow. And he threw two picks. Um, it, I watched a lot of this. game. It didn't seem that bad, but it was just because Denver was in such control defensively. Did you watch New the- England's really struggling yeah, with offense? You, you can it's just its so funny to see like definitively how much better they were with Tom Brady versus Cam Newton. And I know that's crazy to say, but because well, it's Tom Brady, but Tom Brady's like 44 years old. I mean, the only thing they get with Cam is he, they get 70 yards rushing out of him. Well, don't forget guy's really inconsistent right now.
1: Well, what? don't forget Cam missed a couple games with positive, you know, COVID nineteen tests. Right, yesterday was what his yeah, third game much, or fourth game thinking. was. Yesterday his fourth game or third game? But I'm just a- whatever it was. Um, the Did you watch the game last uh, night? Are you
2: going to talk about? Are you going to talk? I did watch the game last night.
1: Yes, I'm going to talk about Kirk. I will. Okay, but did you watch the game last night? You want to know
2: the biggest thing from the game last night? You want to know my biggest takeaway from the game last night?
1: You take either coach here right now?
2: (laughs) Yeah, sure. Anyone would right now. But look at Aaron Donald from last night's game. I know. The guy that completely wrecked our game had two tackles, one tackle for loss, no sacks, almost no pressures you game plan for him
1: (laughs) yeah god san francisco does does so much with that run game don't they
2: yeah they're great with the run game garoppolo played well ends up with 268 yards i'll bet 200 of them came yards after the catch on balls thrown within five yards you consistently look at kittle and you're like this dude's just a freak he's just freaking he's just absolutely amazing His ability to pick up third downs and his ability to run after the catch is unprecedented. He's so special. He's just so special. The Rams had opportunities, if you watch this game. They had a lot of drop balls. Cooper Cup had two or three drops. Yeah, you're right about that. One on the sideline, yeah. I mean, it wasn't – it could have been better for the Rams. They weren't as bad as it looked. And I think they scored late to make it 24-16. But – they had more opportunities on offense. They weren't so bad. It was just some drops and stuff. But, yeah, it was a good game plan by San Francisco on offense.
1: Um, there was one other game before I just uh... – Oh, there's a game I want to talk about. Oh, the, the Bears-Panthers game. I, I think two good teams. But the Bears, I mean, they're 5-1, and one, and they're really good on defense. Bottom line, they are good on defense. They had they had 3 3 turnovers forced in that game. I think they've got one of the best turnover margins. I think that's that's true. I'm going to look that up real quickly cuz I remember that from last week. Um they're good on defense. I mean, you might have to start worrying about the old Chicago Bears. The Bears. The old,
2: the old 85 Dub Bears defense. No, uh, they are good on defense. Carolina's a good team, but they just they just don't have the weapons to beat Chicago defensively. There's some other games. There was one note. I was just watching a bunch of the Cut ups from a lot of the games. uh The Jets are absolutely awful oh. on offense. They it, had like 103 and outs, but I'm watching this game in the fourth quarter. You know, Joe why? Flacco took a 28 yard sack.
1: Why, why, why were you watching that game?
2: I was watching that game because Greg Williams made some comments over the yeah, weekend or on Friday and basically said, Yeah, our defense should be better. It's not all our defense. Right. Look at the positions they put us in. And it, essentially just suggesting that Gays should be gone. And Gase should be gone. It's unbelievable. The Jets acted like they were mad, but I just wanted to watch the Jets' defense against the Miami offense. And honestly, the Jets' defense is good enough to win football games. It is.
1: They're good enough to win ball games. Yeah, they have no talent on offense. None. I know you think Gase is terrible. That's fine. You're probably right. They don't have one legitimate offensive skill position player.
2: Well, it aids it aids in my conversation about why Gaze is terrible because he's also part of picking his offense. Right. Like when you're leading receivers freaking Perriman, yeah. You got big time problems. Big time problems. And when you can't get along with one of the best backs in the league to make it work, Frank Gore no, not Frank Gore. <laughs> uh, they traded him this week. Yeah, I know. Listen, yeah, Frank Gore. Everyone gets along. It's nice to see Frank Gore get some carries. Right. But God, Joe Flacco's so bad. Well, I mean, the Jets he's, are so bad. I don't on. want to talk about that game anymore.
1: Yeah, why would you?
2: Um, the, the game I wanted to talk about, and it's not because of your stepson, Kirk Cousins, who threw three bad picks in the first half. Yeah. It's because it was my lock of the week.
1: Oh right, it was. Your this just
2: continues to play out is so true. I, I think you'd have to go back and look at it over the history of time, but especially over the last ten years, when your head coach gets fired, especially when there's a guy that people like, like, like Raheem Morris, Raheem Morris, mm-hmm. who's I think incredible, you win the next game. And I told you, if you wanted to, I, I shied away from it just to play the game. I said my lock of the week's not atlanta to cover the three in this game it's to win outright they'll win outright they smoked minnesota i mean they absolutely smoked them matt ryan was incredible
1: i have been so good with the vikings and the smell test that is four straight winners involving the vikings i had them plus against the titans winner had them plus against the Texans winner. I had them plus against the Seahawks winner. And I had the Falcons plus against them getting the short number winner. I actually was really close to giving them out in week two, giving the Colts out against them in week two and didn't do it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, the, I told you one of the reasons that the the line was short, not because of the coaching change, but because of the devastating Sunday night loss and now – You know, there's first of all, Atlanta's capable offensively. They've been capable offensively, and they were they were going to be healthy yesterday, which they were. They had Julio Jones, they had everybody back. By the way, Julio's um, one of my uh, fantasy players. Eight catches, 137 yards, two touchdowns. I also have Calvin Ridley. Um, He had six catches, 61 yards, and a touchdown. So they're capable offensively. Atlanta is, and I told you that the line was more likely short than not because a Dalvin Cook was out, but b when you have that kind of devastating loss that Minnesota had, and now you kind of feel like the season's over, like that was your chance to get back into it. There was going to be a letdown. They sucked. And so did my boy. He was terrible. He threw three first half interceptions or th- uh, three interceptions um, you know, uh early on. One of them was a deflection. The other two were horrible throws. Um, and he said after the game, you know, uh, Zimmer was af- asked after the game, did he think about uh, pulling Kirk? And he said no. And then Cousins said, if this continues, because he's now he's he's right now in the midst, st- statistically, from an interception standpoint and turnover standpoint, he's got 10 interceptions in what is it, five games, six games. He's got Six 10 games, He's uh
2: not quite on pace for the 30 30 mark that Jameis Winston came up with, but he's not far off of it. Right. God, he threw the f- the first play of the game was a pick and it was so ugly. Threw it, threw it right into coverage and yeah. it was like, "Whoa. Mm-hmm. I I couldn't believe that." Yeah, I'm actually
1: surprised. It's it's, it's 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 a, it's a it's not a good football team this year, but he hasn't elevated it by by any chance. Last week he was sensational down the stretch and gave him a chance to win and they really should have won that game. Um and should've yesterday won. his three picks were devastating and they really didn't have much of a chance to to recover from that. So that you know that that, that team's done um and there are a couple of other teams that were supposed to be, you know, better that are done. Like, I, actually, I wouldn't say Philly's done. Would you say Philly's done? I don't think Philly's done.
2: I just don't think Philly has the firepower. I know that they came back in that game. They were way down in that that ball game.
1: Oh yeah, they were down. To 24 was, to six. Yeah, it was a domination. Um, like right now in the NFC no, East. And, I think if if you told me right now Philadelphia wins the NFC East with a seven eight and one record or something or six nine and one I I I, I believe that
2: if we beat Dallas if if Washington were to beat Dallas next week yeah someone could win this division with six wins
1: oh no doubt no doubt Um, I'm trying to think
2: Dallas doesn't if Dallas or Philly doesn't get a win here really quick it's a six win
1: division. I know what I wanted to ask you about the 49er game. Raheem Mostert, I bet you the Shanahan's just drool over how good of a zone running back he is. First of all, incredible vision, incredible as as you say it always pressing, pressing and then cutting it back, and then exceptional speed and runs so hard. He's really a good back. I don't even really I barely even remember him at Purdue barely even remember him he got cut in Cleveland god he's good I
2: remember when I was out with the Hugh Jackson staff that they, they were talking about Mostert and no one could believe that he was doing what he's doing in San Francisco like that guy Mostert we cut him it's yeah. fitting the right guy to the right scheme in so many ways in the NFL no
1: doubt all right, let's take a break. There's just no question about it. All right, let's take a break because I want to tell you about mybookie.ag, and then we'll just uh, have a couple of picks on the two games. we got two games um, tonight, uh, one that starts at 5 o'clock on a Monday. The Chiefs at Bills. Crazy year we're in the midst of. Um, but want to tell you about mybookie.ag. Um, I, somebody tweeted me and said, you don't bet with this book, do you? I do. Uh, I have an account. I use. I have a couple of accounts. I use this one. Their 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 numbers very often are better than the numbers I'm getting anywhere else. I can tell you that. Uh, So, the most important thing, as I've mentioned many times in the past, is you just want a place that you can trust if you're going to bet. You know, and this is a place that you can trust if you're going to bet. MyBookie.ag gives you a chance. To get quality lines, quality pricing, every which way you want to bet on a game, you can bet on a game. And if you use my promo code right now, Kevin DC, uh, they will match your deposit dollar for dollar all the way up to $1,000. So even if you have another spot, I would recommend opening up an account with my bookie, getting the deposit match using my promo code, Kevin DC. Um, plus they've got a lot of cool, uh, you know, categories of betting opportunities, including all of the stuff related to the election. Uh, my my promo code, Kevin DC, before we get to the first, uh, the two Monday night games and then wrap it up, Cooley, Nick Saban coached in that game Saturday night, you know, positive COVID-19 test. and all of a sudden, very conveniently, Two back-to-back negative tests. Oh, must have been a false positive. Let's get the coach down on the sideline. Line, by the way, went from 6.5 to 4, then back to 6 when he decided to coach. That game had so much NFL talent on the field and the speed defensively. There's something about teams when they're loaded on defense with speed that just looks so good. Georgia has it. Bama has it. LSU's had it in past years. Um, but they also have speed at receiver. My God, they're so explosive offensively. And they won that game. Um, they were down 24-20 at halftime and won the game 41-24. I just thought it was interesting that say. I thought
2: good. that was a fun game to watch because Georgia has a ton of talent offensively too. Georgia has a big-time receiver. I just throw it to that dude every time. Um,
1: I think their quarterback, quarter, I thought the quarterback was okay until until late. He, until late when he really had to press when they were down.
2: He didn't look overwhelmed in any way. I didn't think like so. Alabama. Stetson Bennett, I thought, before he threw those interceptions, I, I thought that physically he showed – he looks tiny, but I thought physically he yeah. showed some things that he could move, he could run when he had to run. He made some big-time throws. But, golly, Atlanta's just unbelievable.
1: Uh, Alabama, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, b- by the way, of all their receivers like in the in recent years, Judy and Ruggs and this year it'll be Waddle and Waddle. Smith. To me, the guy I mean, look, I love Judy and I love um Ruggs they're, and their burners. Smith, Devontae Smith is the one that can't run or it d- runs well enough, but isn't the four two, four, three burner. But to me, he looks like he's going to be a great wide receiver in the NFL. He's got great hands. He runs great routes. He's got some, you know, he, he there's something about his football IQ. How often you see him come back for a ball and snag it in front of coverage. I like that guy. I think he's going to be really good. Really good. Um, I think that's it. Oh, the two Monday night games. Oh, by the way, the Dodgers game was exciting. I was watching that last night too. I was actually very happy that they won. I want to see Kershaw get a world series. I want to see him pitch well in this world, world series. Uh, so we got better. What'd you say? He had back spasms last week. Yeah, I know, but he ended up pitching in, in game five and lost. Yeah. He didn't pitch. Yeah. Hopefully he's, he's healthy. I gave Buffalo out Uh, as a smell test pick on, on Friday. Um, plus five, the numbers five, five and a half right now. I actually like Arizona a little bit tonight too. A little bit, uh, not, not an official play. But man, the Cowboys with Andy Dalton tonight. First of all, the Bills Chiefs game should be a really good game. I told you that I think something's off with the Chiefs a little bit. I'm 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 interested to see what they do today. Um, it is today, basically five o'clock kick.
2: Yeah, you know the crazy thing about this game. This is a five o'clock Eastern start.
1: Yeah, that's what I. Were you listening? Is there an echo? It means on here? it's a
2: three. <laughs> it's a three p.m. Eastern. three p.m. Wyoming start.
1: start. Yeah, they were concerned about that.
2: Uh, it, this game starts at three o'clock for me. Yeah. Three o'clock. now, And I'm going to watch this game because I I want to watch this game.
1: Yeah. Should be a good game.
2: Um, I want to watch oh, these are it should be two good games. How about if the I'm ca- excited to see what Andy Dalton does.
1: How about if the Cowboys lose and they're two and four and they come to FedEx next week and they lose that and Washington's two and five and in first place.
2: I just don't I think Dallas. If you're going to give one out, I think Dallas is going to win this game.
1: I'm not. I I think I'm going to. I think I'm going to. I think they'll play hard. It'll be a. It'll be
2: a play for Dak game. I think they're a much more talented football team than Arizona. Dallas still has a good defensive line. They'll get after Kyler Murray. He's going to make a couple mistakes tonight. Dallas is going to be more efficient on offense running the football. I think Dallas wins this game pretty easily.
1: Um, I'm not going to, I'd lean Arizona, but I'm not, I probably play it. I think I am going to play Buffalo.
2: No, I hear you. Any, I mean, Dallas's defense, anything can happen. Kyler Murray could have 172 yards rushing and 245 yards passing and it could be Forty-five to twenty-eight. I mean, I I see that. I just think Dallas plays a better football game this week.
1: Buffalo played on Tuesday night. Let's not forget that. But it's six days later, not five like Tennessee had to play. Everybody keeps saying Kansas City lost last week to to the Raiders to Vegas. So you know they're not going to lose two in a row. We'll see. I think Buffalo is going to give them a really really good game uh, this afternoon or this afternoon for you, this evening for me, Um, and. and i and i think uh, Late I, I think buffalo's really good and i think something is just a bit off with the chiefs doesn't mean that i don't think they they have a chance to to you know by january be really good but maybe this is an opportunity for the bills it would be very you know the the the, the game we didn't we well, we did mention it and we talked too long about it do you know a buffalo loss miami's a game out of first in the afc east and that's the team you probably have to start being focused on is maybe a legitimate AFC East contender, Miami. Um anyway, all right, anything else from you? No. Me neither. All uh right. no. Go enjoy your Happy uh, Monday. Go enjoy your your Wyoming Day. Everybody else out there enjoy the day. Uh, Cooley will have the offensive film breakdown tomorrow.
0: This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently